What's up? How we doing? Is ever is everyone feel great back no. here at SRZ? No, I, no, you don't feel good. Aiden Hunt right there. Ryan Collins in the host chair alongside Alex McRae, Joe Dandron. I don't think a lot of people in the East Lansing feel good when we're talking about college football, but there's a lot there's a lot more other than Michigan State football. Oh yeah, I got a parking ticket today. Oh yeah, where'd so you get it? Uh, in the Shaw Ramp. Uh, okay, can someone, me and my friend Mitch, I'm I'm literally gonna show this to him after we record this. Is there like, do people get tickets in the Tom Arts ramp? At least in my experience, no. But I also started like not always. Is there a pay thing there? Yes, there is a pay thing there. Thank I, you, I, thank I, you. He I, said there wasn't. I was like, there's definitely like one of those little pay for park things. There. Oh, they're they're all over the place in there. Unbelievable. Yeah, we no, literally almost done a fight about the like a fist fight. They're about on this like last every night. floor, I believe. Yeah, I want to I want to keep this on I the think. down low. But what I've found works best. I've gotten I got tickets there last year, but this year I've implemented a new strategy where if you park on the third floor I, yeah, and then back this. into a parking spot where it's inconvenient to look at your license plate, yeah, then you won't get a ticket. Here's the problem. I'm from Illinois. My car is registered in Illinois. I have front plates too. That sucks. Yikes. It really sucks. That, so, that is yeah, that does bite. I'm not even kidding. I think my freshman year, the the MSU parking people or whatever parking department, they wrote four, 40,000 tickets. That's not an exaggeration. I think it was actually around 40,000. It's not Pace. It's MSU parking, and then there's Pace. There's two different organizations. Oh, really? I didn't yes. Know. Yeah, I did a ride-along with an MSU parking person for my June 200 class. It's pretty oh. interesting. People what they hate, have to say. People hate those pe- like guys. I, I know. Every time hate- I see them, I, I'm always just like, I always just stare them no, down. They're, they're always like, really, dude? I but d- like, at the same time, I get like they have to do a job. But at the same time, they're like, we don't try and go out of our way. I'm like, yeah, you do. My perception is like, I'm in the middle. In the middle. By the way, whose stomach see, was see, that? No, no, that was mine. Jeez, do do they get like immune from parking tickets? I don't think so. I don't think so. No. I don't think so. See, because if that was the case, I would totally work for them. Oh, I could park yeah, anywhere on campus. If you got like a parking 100%. pass. Yeah. But, like, they worked with the MSU police, so they're not, like, police officers to do it. I don't know why we're talking about MSU parking right now. Because, but... it, because it pisses me off. That's why. Yeah. I and mean, it, everyone hates MSU It should parking. be free. It pisses you off. No, not... it's, I mean, that, that, I mean, why make it free when you just make a profit off it at Michigan State's, like... Because we pay tuition. It's fair. Ryan brings up a fair point. We pay tuition. Almost $15,000 a semester. Do you, do you think Michigan State cares about memories. that? Yeah. No, they don't. They don't. Yeah. They don't care at all. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm just saying. Whatever. Let's move on to college football. I was gonna say a lighter subject, but we haven't talked. We're not talking Michigan State just yet. But that, that that's a darker subject. But right now, little man had beat like little Kansas State action. Is there a coach from Utah State? Is that the guy they hired, or is that the guy from Texas Tech? I don't know. They have a new coach. It's not Bill Snyder's Kansas State anymore. Beats Oklahoma. Very surprising. They tried to blow that game, too. I know. Oklahoma that... tried to come back. They were storming. Yeah. But uh, Kansas State sent them back to Norman. Shut... Their lead was 24, right? Yeah. It was something crazy that nobody thought was going to happen. And then Oklahoma lost by seven, which was still something nobody thought was going to happen. But a 24-point lead yeah. against Oklahoma, against this offense that Jalen Hurts is just throwing bombs left and right, and Lincoln Riley is revolutionizing offenses. This is... It was nuts. Did you guys see the flea flicker they did? No. It was it was like a little bubble screen to C.D. Lamb, and he acted like he was running cross field 
and then he pitched it back to Jalen Hurts, and he threw it 65 yards on the field. It was oh, really? a sick play. Wow. It was sweet. I've, I've never seen anyone do it. Great play design. But other than that, I mean, college football, I mean, is I got a take. I've been sitting on it for like a couple hours when I was when I did half of the dot. Thank you for Alex McRae for doing the rest of the dot today. But I think LSU basically has punched their ticket to the playoff with Oklahoma losing. I don't know about LSU particularly, but I will say that there are two SEC teams that will make the college football playoff. Yes. I, it is no. it is whoever wins the East. I mean, no, it's whoever wins the tur- whoever not the tournament, whoever, it's whoever wins the win- championship game. It's yeah, it's whoever wins out of LSU and Alabama, and then whoever that's wins, what I'm saying the, wins the SEC. That's championship. LSU. I think LSU's take it as punch because you you can't argue Oklahoma has a better resume with them, even if they oh. win the Big Twelve. You can't, and I think the only team that could kind of supplant that is maybe if like Oregon won out. I think they would have a they would have a decent case because they I don't know I think they would give the Pac-12 the benefit of the doubt relatively decent yeah but, but there are four SEC teams that have a chance to make it two of them are gonna make yes. it yes and and I don't think you see a one loss Big Ten team because I think Ohio State will probably dominate Penn State and I I don't see them you it would have to be a one loss like Big Ten champion and that's not gonna happen this year so. What? What are you looking at? Where are you at? No, I was just saying that I think Ohio State's probably going to go winless. I mean, not winless. Undefeated. They're going to go undefeated as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, they're just starting. It's hard. I mean, because honestly, like at this point, you know, Minnesota's kind of looking like they could win the West. I don't know. They, I mean, I, I mean, you looked at it. If Minnesota, like... They went, get Wisconsin at home, right? Yes. They do. They get Wisconsin at home. They get Penn, Penn State, State at home. And I, their be- I think their toughest game is Iowa on the road. I mean, their toughest game is Penn State probably at home, but... Go ahead. So and, for for SEC teams, it's LSU, Alabama, Georgia. Who's that fourth team? Florida. Florida. Yes. Oh, so you totally. I forgot. Florida. Florida's sixth in the country. Yeah. Which is weird. If they win out, they're gonna they're they're in the playoff. Yes. And and you look at their one loss is to an LSU team where they were very impressive. They were. I mean, it was a fourteen point loss, it but that touchdown yeah. was kind of garbage time. Yes. I mean, it, it was a, playing, it was a very close game the entire game. Yes. And they're playing a back, and they're not even playing their starter. Yes. Well, I mean, he's not going to be back for the rest of the season, yeah. so I mean, you got to take that into account. But I know, I th- but I'm I saying like if, it was the it was his first or second game. I yeah, think yeah, is the trash. Florida yeah. wins out; they they're in. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying. I think LSU is in a very good position, regardless of what happens in Tuscaloosa next week. Well, I I don't think that you can because at that point, say LSU loses to Alabama. And Alabama, clo- it has to be close, obviously. Okay, yeah, they they lose yes. a close game to Alabama. Alabama makes it to the SEC championship and game. Loses. Georgia beats them, or Georgia or Florida, whoever beats them. What happens then? Do you put three teams in? No. You have to leave LSU out, right? Yeah, I I would take LSU over Georgia. That's just you can't, my... You're going to leave out the SEC champ? I know. that's that's a t- You would probably leave out Bama then. I I, their resume is so impressive. How That's do you leave out Alabama? I understand how you leave out Alabama. And like I understand. I my general consensus when I came up with this take is that whoever wins this game is going to win the SEC. So that puts a little wrench into that whole idea. Say Florida or Georgia wins the SEC championship, then this is moot. I get that, but I'm just saying LSU. If, if, yeah, that's a, that's my belief. I just think if LSU loses to Alabama and Alabama wins the SEC championship, they'll be in the playoff regardless. Because I think the two teams that are on top of the SEC East right now could could compete with no, Alabama. No, I do. I no, do. 
Georgia's not that good. And uh, I, I, everybody's saying Georgia's not that good because you, they yeah. played in a horrible weather game and completely shut down Kentucky. There was no chance Kentucky had of winning that game. It was just whether Georgia could move the ball in a torrential it, downpour it, to it, score touchdowns. It's not even that. Their most impressive win, Notre Dame, doesn't look very impressive right now. They try to give away that game. Well, they, look, if, they looked horrible. And it looks and even it, worse it, now that Notre Dame got beat. Too. But yeah, by Michigan. But. It, you looked at that South Carolina game. That is just inexcusable. You cannot lose at Sanford Stadium the way they so did. So you're that you're saying you're saying that that is their Ohio State Purdue loss from last year. You're saying that I, is their Ohio State. I at just Kinnick I don't think there's any logical thing right now that you could tell me that Georgia is even on the same level as LSU and Alabama right now. Maybe they show that this weekend as they they play in the biggest cocktail party and like whatever. But I I, I don't know. We'll see. And it, and like I once we get into the show, we're gonna talk about this a little bit. Horrible week in college football. Only one really good game, Georgia, Florida. Everyone's kind of looking forward to Bama, LSU next week, and Penn State, Minnesota. And a storyline is who's gonna get game day. It's gonna be Bama, LSU. But shout out to PJ Flat for giving that impassioned speech. I'm I'm all aboard the Golden Gophers hype train. If I I, I want I want a college football playoff with Baylor in Minnesota. That Can we make wild. that happen, please? They, they would lose by third. They would be the most like forty I, point I loss in the Fiesta Bowl ever. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, don't care. I want to see the Golden Gophers with a CFP patch. That would be funny. If Minnesota made the college football playoff before Michigan, though, yeah, I mean Michigan's not making it this year. I no, might, I, I might change allegiance to the Golden Gophers. I, I will say this: I love Minnesota's colors. Always have. Uh, their uniforms are amazing this they, year. They kind of messed them up last year, and then this year they're like, okay, we're gonna go back to like the yellow. They were like, they had like gold in them. It was like weird. I didn't like it. They, they've the helmets this year are fire, and oh, they it's so nice. What is is the Gopher Goldie? Is that his name? I, I don't know. I would, ass- I would assume so. That makes sense. They have a very fire mascot. Any mascot that's like caricature like that. Caricature, like, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm like saying. Like Sparty. Yeah, they're yeah. fire. Those are fire. Like Bucky, those are fire mascots. Hook'em? Yeah, like Beavis. Every, yeah. What's a name in mascots? Be- it's not Be- Bevo. Bevo's live Longhorn. Yeah. Family. Th- Colin, <laughs> yeah, Colin's Bevo, family tradition. Beavis. What am I talking about? Yeah, I don't know why. Colin's family tradition, we watch Bevo on Christmas because they just have a channel on the Longhorn Network. Where it says Bevo roaming, it says Happy <laughs> Hol- Happy Holidays, and it's Christmas music under it. It's pretty. It's entertaining. That's hilarious. Instead yeah. of the Yule log, you have Bevo. Bevo. Yeah, it's Sorry. a lot. It's an Alachua scene, and he's at like his own little farm. It's pretty sweet. I mean, yes, me. If he's the Longhorn, he better. I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's where they usually reside. Yeah. Yes. I, I I was one last question before we get into the Michigan State Penn State game. I wanted to talk a little bit of Heisman. I don't. I don't really have a sense or a read who they're gonna give it to this year because Tua got hurt. I. I. I think Burrow's the guy, but I just for some reason an LSU offensive player just is. It just like maybe it's just like my old man thinking. I. I just can't get past that. But I guess it would be Burrow right now. I don't know who else. I think it's it's between Burrow, Dobbins. I don't think they're gonna give it to Hurts either. No, I don't think they can give it to Hurts anymore. But I why, th- why not? Just because of the Kansas State loss? No, I think it's just like Oklahoma fatigue. Yeah, maybe like it's just like it's like when Tim, that, Tim I, Tebow didn't win the Heisman his senior year, or when Johnny Manziel didn't win his yeah. Heisman the year after he won his. I think that winning a Heisman and giving it to the same school three years in a row is going to be, be a little absurd, and uh, 
I think that writers will go towards somebody else. I think Chase Young will be a finalist. I, I don't I, think I he think wins. She, I, yeah, I was going to say. I think Chase Young could be a finalist. I saw if, Joel Klatt on the herd talking about that today. I it, think that Dobbins, Young, and why can I remember the Fields? name? Fields. Fields. All three of them could end up being in the I, top at least eight. I don't think Fields is a finalist. I don't think he's I a think, finalist. I, I but... think Dobbins and Young are finalists. Yeah. But I think it probably goes to Joe Burrow right now. Yeah, I figured we would talk a little bit about the Heisman, even though it's the most wa- – it, it used to be the most like prestigious trophy probably in sports, and now it's washed. Like I, I Ever since they just kept on giving it to quarterbacks, it doesn't really hold the same standard to me. Like, Give it to someone else every it, once in a while. It's the Davey O'Brien Award now. It, Basically. If you don't play quarterback, you're not winning the Heisman. I, I think yeah. my preseason prediction was if any running back was going to win the Heisman, it was actually going to be DeAndre Swift, and boy was I wrong because yeah. Jonathan Taylor – and J.K. Dobbins have just run away. Yeah, I, if if Taylor, like, say Taylor had a pretty good opportunity last, like, la, like last week. Say he goes off and it's Ohio State. He maybe you're like, maybe we give it to him, but I don't know. It was They're his not career low anymore. in rushing yards last week. Yeah, that's tough. But a guy that has absolutely no chance in winning it. But we saw here in East Lansing, who is having a sneaky, really, really good year, Levante Bellamy from Western Michigan. Yeah, has uh is third in NCAA in rushing and first in touchdowns. Has 17 touchdowns. I love that match. A little match in action right there. I love that. I Wa- love that. Bellamy's going to be one of those guys who goes the NFL from the MAC and just ends up being just a workhorse. Oh, th- this guy This guy could be a legitimate like day two pick. It, like, keep called? an eye out because he is fast. Great, I mean, fo- great football name, too. Levante uh, Bellamy. Yeah. yeah. This sounds like a running back. Bellamy If I'm the like- Detroit Lions... Joshua Bellamy, yeah. second, third round pick. Watch out. Bellamy's just like a strong name. Bill Bellamy, the guy who hosted Rotten Jock. Rotten Jock. I don't know what that is. That's a show in the 90s on MTV. Fantastic show. What? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, let's move it. Let, let's get this over with. Let's move into Michigan State, Penn State. Rip off the band aid. Horrible game. I'm just going to start it off there. One of the more forgettable, boring games I've watched in the last couple of years. Like Wisconsin, Michigan State. Both Wisconsin, Michigan State, very forgettable. This was more forgettable. And then the only thing you could like say is like, oh, it rained. I remember it rained, but in a couple of years, you're not going to remember a thing about this game. I'll I'll remember how empty the student section was after the second half. I mean, after the halftime. Good. I was happy that was like that. Oh, it was. It was. It's something essentially you need to empty. Happen. There, Good. there was like maybe a thousand people sitting under the overhang, and then like the pink section was full. Everywhere else was barren. Yeah. Well, when you put out a product like they have the last three weeks and not beating anyone good in the last couple well, of last years. last two years. Yeah, you haven't beaten anyone good. Why Why would people spend not spend their hard-earned money? Why would they sit in the rain to watch you lose by 21 points? So I people who are like, yeah, that's embarrassing. Good. I, I, I hope Michigan State Athletic Program looks at that and says, hey, maybe we got to figure this thing out. Maybe it's not all right to go 7-5. and five. Maybe that the fans' expectations are are heightened and you need to understand that. But I, I, I was like, also I was like, why would you like? Once they went up fourteen nothing, I would be out of there too. I didn't go to the game. I had tickets. I didn't go. Why? Why would I sit in the ring if I knew I knew the outcome? Yeah, no. My uh, my roommate did the same thing. He said, I know what's going to happen. He said the last two years against Penn State, I was confident that they were going to win. On Saturday, he woke up and he told me he's like, I'm not going to the game. They're not yeah. winning this game. This yeah. game isn't going to be close. Yeah, and and it wasn't twenty eight to seven loss to Penn State. I mean, Michigan State just didn't look good on offense again. Sixteen for thirty four, one hundred and sixty five yards for Brian Lewerke, 
one interception. Before he got benched for Rocky Lombardi and Theo Day, Rocky Lombardi threw a horrible pick. And we're going to get into the whole quarterback thing later because I have some major thoughts about that. I don't want to, like, spoil everyone else's, like, day, whatever. <laughs> and then Elijah Collins with the most Elijah Collins stat line of all time. 17 carries for 53 yards. I don't know what he's done. I do sort of know, like, his stat line. I think he gets the ball 17 times each game, and I think he goes between 53 and 58. Yeah, I mean, it's... Someone looked up his stat line. I'm not kidding. I, I, I think I've seen the stat line three different times this it. year. Yeah, no, I, I've... I'll, I'll it feels like I see that stat line every time Michigan State plays, and it's the same thing every time. It's always like twelve carries for like a combined fifteen yards, yeah, and then he goes off on a couple of runs for like ten, thirteen yards, and that's yeah. it. Other than that, <laughs> Cody White had three catches, sixty-three yards. What? What? What is so it? So he's had seventeen carries in three different games. I told you that's crazy. And he, how many yards in those so games? Seventeen for seventy-six against Northwestern. Okay. Seventeen for fifty-six against Indiana. Uh, Twelve for sixty-three against Ohio State. Eight for sixteen against Wisconsin. Yikes! And then seventeen for fifty-three. Okay, I'm, I'm not crazy, but I was saying. <laughs> and I, also, <laughs> and also, I want to say this: when I was watching the game, Collins went to the locker room. What happened? I did not. Oh, I don't so after that. the game, I saw him walk. I clearly during the game, I saw him walk into the locker room. After the game, he said that he rolled his ankle, but that he was fine. Oh, okay. okay, I just wanted to see what was said on that. But Colin, that whole that was a brutal, brutal experience. I actually stayed until almost the end of the game. That's crazy. Why? I was sitting under the overhang with my uh, with my dad actually. Why? You, you, why you, were you, you there? Your dad tickets. I bought my dad a ticket yeah, to come to the game. Different. He had never been to an MSU game before. That's different. Well, that's different. Okay. That, I, I, that's sad for him. I feel. And bad. I felt. I and I, we were leaving the stadium. You're and like, he, I'm sorry. He looked at me and I went, "I am so so sorry that you had to witness that. Yeah. That was awful." I said, "That's the worst game I've seen here." Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what. I think there is one game worse in terms of Michigan State's just like demoralizing the worst game you've ever seen and that was last year against Rutgers when they won yeah well that, that game that was, doesn't that, count because it's game, on that Thanksgiving weekend that game I don't physically th- pained me to did you watch. go to that game I wasn't there but I watched it on TV and I watched the entire thing because he was having heart pain during <laughs> the game <laughs> they should have lost that game they should have yeah but and, whatever and, I mean I, I we're not talking about that game from last year because PU that was a horrible game I mean, Penn State, I, I wasn't, like, too impressed by Penn State. They did what they had to do. I'm impressed by Sean Clifford. I didn't think he was that good. He had four TDs. He looked pretty sh- sharp. There yeah. were some throws in the second half where he looked bad. Yeah, he but just I, didn't yeah. look good. That I, I interception, think it, yeah. that interception was one of the worst interceptions I've seen all year. Yeah, and his first touchdown to Fryer move should have been picked off, but Josh Butler was l- looking the other way. I don't know what he was doing. I, yeah, I think it was more the defense of Michigan State making him look better than he really was than him actually being good. And they couldn't they couldn't handle Fryer move all day. He had like sixty three yards and three TDs. I heard somebody compare him to Rob Gronkowski. And he, they got, he's been he was a very highly recruited guy. He, he was a very highly recruited guy. He wears number eighty seven. He's tall and he's big. He's good too. And he, they got. They, it's just like how they got burned by Ferguson that whole game against Wisconsin too. And yeah. uh, the uh, guy from Ohio State, I forget the tight end's name. Yeah. I got nothing. But yeah, but he I, carried I, Joe Bocci into the end zone. Yep. Yeah. Other than that, I'll just. I mean, I'll say something about the defense. Completely fooled me wrong. Thought this defense was going to be special. I even made comparisons that maybe it would be better than the Rose Bowl defense. I am sorely, stupidly, so off base completely wrong, looked like a complete idiot because this defense 
It's just not it's just average and it's not that good. I understand the offense has put him in bad positions the last two years, but that defense last year was very, very good. Even with how bad that the offense was worse last year, too. It, you can make like statistically it was. So I, I, I mean, I don't know what to say about this well, defense. I mean, Do you guys have any thoughts on I mean, that? The, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Hunt, but that's what happens to a defense when you lose a second-round pick and a fourth-round pick. They didn't lose a lot. I mean, the, Willis and Lane were big contributors on that defense I think, last year, and especially what's, in, what's the biggest problem been on the defense so far? The secondary. The secondary. Rush. Well, the pass rush hasn't been great either, but the secondary has been a very glaring weakness, wouldn't you say? Yes, but I, I think this defensive line has been very disappointing that's exactly what i was going to say though is because willis is the starting safety now for the colts yeah. there's some injuries but he's been very good for them and justin lane is, I, don't, I have yeah. I haven't heard much from him but he was a great player last year especially after the he was a big injury he yeah. was a huge loss yes and now josh butler is getting caught out of place time and time again a lot of shakir brown david yeah. dowell is still invisible i have no idea what he's doing yeah he had an interception on off of Sean Clifford, but that throw was abysmal. Mm-hmm. But you know what else has he done? I I I I don't like personally going after people because these kids are like the same age as me, and like whatever you're playing a sport, I understand that. I don't know what actually goes on most of the times. But David Dowell, decent player, he made a lot of like good plays his sophomore year, and I think people overhyped what he really was. He was just a, he's a guy who get like when the ball is coming his way, he'll catch it. Like like you know, other than that, he's kind of pedestrian, but whatever. I, I, I'm i going to move on. I, I think the biggest thing about this is like any hope or there was, I don't think there was any hope going into this Penn State game. And I even wrote about it that like, I think that's kind of worn off that people that don't actually believe they're in the upper echelon of the big 10, but you can't just come out and lay over like you did. And I, I hate to say it, but you gotta, you've got to talk about what's going on at the head coaching position because it, it's, Flat out a joke right now, what Mark D'Antonio is putting on the field right now. And Mark D'Antonio, greatest coach in Michigan State history. No one's ever debating that. He's doing a horrible coaching job this year. Horrible. And I don't think people say that enough. He's been absolutely atrocious with the way he's handled this roster. And it, I mean, you you re-up and you go, hey, we're going to move around some guys and we're going to figure it figure out this offensive staff or to put Salem at OC. That's been talked about enough. I don't think people have talked about stuff like that happened on Saturday that should never happen in a major college football program ever. First of all, I don't know what they're doing with Brian Lewerke. He's clearly the best quarterback. Leave him in and let him finish games. I think he's earned the right to do that. He's a fifth-year senior. And it's not even that. Like, he has earned the right to do that. He's been through a lot of stuff. He's been He played through injury last year. And Rocky Lombardi and Theo Day are not even on the same stratosphere talent-wise and production-wise. I don't understand why they do that. What what, what are you going to say? I think Rocky Lombardi might be the worst quarterback on this roster. Okay. I, I'm not, I think Rocky Lombardi, it, this is a weird thing. If he played tight end, I think he could play in the NFL. Oh, I, I, he's, I, a, he's a physical freak. I think he's a great athlete. I don't think his arm talent is there at all. No, he, he just has a – he's inaccurate. He's very inaccurate. He's, he's wild. He's very inaccurate. Yeah. He's got to – he can – Get, he can push the ball downfield, but he's not going to be able to complete anything short or intermediate. And like that Purdue game last year, that was the worst defense in the Big Ten. And I think people were like, oh, maybe this guy will be like, he can maybe bring back some like sort of flair of the offense. I do think, 
There's something rocky where I think this coaching staff likes Rocky Lombardi, and I don't think they would throw him in there if they haven't seen things in practice. He's a great athlete. He's a guy who can make plays with his yes. feet. He's a guy who just can can move the ball. But at the same time, you have to look at it from a quarterback standpoint. He didn't complete 50% of his passes last year. Yeah, I, I, I get that. It's not even that. Why is Brian Brian Lewerke should not have been taken out of that Penn State game. That's just flat out the main point. And the fact that I didn't even hate the idea. They're like, hey, maybe we'll throw Theo Day in there and check what's going on. Theo Day gets a first down. We're putting Lewerke back in. I thought maybe it was an injury. No, Mark D'Antonio said Lewerke gave us a better chance to win at that point. I didn't think Theo Day was that great. Theo Day went 2 of 3 for 12 yards, I think. Didn't look that bad. And somebody asked Brian Lewerke after the game, why did they put you back in instead of Theo. And I think Theo Day made a decision on a play call that D'Antonio didn't like or something along those lines that somebody didn't like, and they took him out and put Lewerke back in. I heard he called the wrong play. Yeah. And whatever the wrong play was, it didn't result in a horrible disaster. I believe the wrong play was probably when he threw it at the feet of Matt Dotson. But at, at the same time, what are you doing? Are you What an absolute joke. Absolute joke that you're gonna put you're gonna put a guy in there for one drive. He gets a first down, and you go, "Hey, here, here, Brian Lewerke, are now our backdrop. Now, like, throw you like piece of garbage on the side of the road." He, 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 Lewerke does not deserve that. And, and like what they've put around him, what this offensive steam has been like, what this offensive line's been like the last three years for him to just basically have little to no respect for him, bugged me. It really bugged me, and it was very uncharacteristic of Mark D'Antonio to do stuff like he did on Saturday. It, it, it's funny that Mark D'Antonio talks so much about respect and loyalty to his coaching staff, but when it comes to his fifth-year starting quarterback, he's ready to pull him at the at the drop great, of a dime. It's a great point. I, I just don't get it. I will never understand it. That Theo Day thing is embarrassing. They did it last year, too. No, where, yeah. where, uh, lo, uh, but he was hurt. He was hurt. Understand. Yeah, you but understand he's that. hurt, but... They kept throwing him out there for some reason. Yeah. I, if a guy's hurt, if Lombardi is the better option because he's healthier, yeah. you throw him out there. You don't put Brian Lewerke back out there. You don't as soon as as soon as uh Lombardi throws a pick, you give him the game. You say, yes. Okay, you're gonna win or lose this game. You are the quarterback for this game. You don't pull a guy because that completely ruins his confidence. He th- he's going to be trigger happy and say, oh, well, if I make a play here, then the coaches will want me to play more, and if I make a mistake, then I'm out as, as soon as I can. So I can't make a mistake, and it's a mental game at that point, and it just completely fries a quarterback's psyche. You cannot do that. I just don't understand where they even begin the thought process where they're like, hey, Brian, Lew- taking Brian Lewerke – He's our problem on the offense right now. He is very obviously not the problem on this offense. Very obviously. And they're just like, maybe we'll switch the energy. That's probably their, that's probably their like coaches speak reason. That's just complete bogus. And I, I, I don't st- subscribe to the fact that, that what that charade was on Saturday should be acceptable. If and I, it's, it's almost embarrassing. If I had a dime for every single time somebody told me that Brian Lurkey makes too many overthrows, like he overthrows his receivers too much. I could pay for Michigan State to hire a new head coach tomorrow. Yes. Because that is not the issue. The issue is that he he's overthrowing balls, yes, but he also has, you know what, three, four linemen coming down his throat every single play, every yeah. single snap, because you got, I like what Nathan Stern said last week, human turnstiles in front of him who can't block for anything, yeah, anything yeah. at all. The, I know, I, I like, 
sympathize with the offensive line a little bit more than a lot of people because I think a lot of those guys are playing out of position, and I get that. I think it it, it just all goes back to coaching at this point. Well, no development anywhere. We talked about that last week, but it, it, I mean, this week, like no heart, absolutely no heart. I I, I don't know what you're going to say. I, I, sorry to cut you off, McRae, but I um, just I no was, heart. I, it was very discouraging. I was going to talk about um, how Brian Lewerke has uh, a team, an offense around him that leads college football in drops. Yeah, Although I believe twenty nine drops, maybe more. And if you add those 29 completions to his uh, completion percentage, I was going to do the math here, but he's almost to 60% at that point. Yeah. I, I That that decision and that whole fiasco just shows me that D'Antonio is not the same coach that he was maybe three or four years ago, that he's not competent. Because that was absolutely I, – I, lo- I love Mark D'Antonio more than a lot of people because he's given me some of the greatest memories in, like, moments in my entire life but i'm also man enough to say he should not be the head coach of michigan state football in that season i i agree with you and i want to hit on this one uh point one more time if brian lewerke had completed the 30 passes that had been dropped this season i know it's unrealistic to expect receivers to never drop a ball but if they had not dropped a ball his completion percentage would be at 67 percent. that's a full 11 percent higher than what it currently is and, and I, yeah, I, I, and I know they're probably not going to fire D'Antonio, and I'll be fine with that. I'm fine if he stays on. But I'm saying if you want to, like, gain any sort of remnants or stay, like, somewhat relevant in the Big Ten, you make a move here some way. You don't necessarily fire him. You do something because I, I don't know what Beekman can do because I think D'Antonio and Izzo are basically, like, the guys that made sure he got the job. So it's kind of hard. But I, I I could see D'Antonio leaving on his own. I think we need to look at college football is no longer just a program for athletics. College football is a business, first and foremost. Yeah. And it's going to take until Michigan State starts losing money or isn't making nearly as much money as they are right now. Because the college football, the I Michigan mean, State football out. program, it's still making money somehow. I, it's pretty easy. I mean, you looked at— Well, I don't know about that because there are only about 26, 27 programs in the entirety of FBS football that make money. And they're one of them. They're yeah, top they're one of program. I know they are, but— I But mean, it's—I mean— that's, y- a, that's a thin line between 27 and 28. The no, point, I understand that, yeah. The point I'm trying to make, though, is that if Beekman isn't going to make the change, the Michigan State administration, it's out of their hands, too. But if they're not losing money, they don't care about the football yeah. team. Because they're making money still. Yeah. That's all that matters. And so I don't think there's going to be any changes unless there is a steep monetary decrease. Oh, there'll be changes. I just don't think Mark D'Antonio will be the one who get, get like bears like the fault of all this, which he probably shouldn't. He's not the one who's going to take the heat for everything because which of what he's should. done for the program. Which he should. I, he's, I, he's the one who decided to keep everyone in-house. This would be a completely different story if he maybe he went out and hired Matt Canada in the, like, the offseason to be his OC. But no, they didn't want to do that. And and, and he, he maybe you could have done this three or four years ago, but he's just lost his touch. And if you want to say relevant or just... 7-5 and five is not okay anymore at Michigan State, which is a standard he created. And I think that's something that probably means something to him. And I I don't know if he steps down after this off this season, but I it does I do believe that means something to him that he's made Michigan State a destination, not a stop. I think that 
in the entire grand scheme of college football right now. If you want to be a competitor, seven and five is no longer acceptable at Obviously. any level. Uh, and I think that it, Mark D'Antonio, it might be time to take away Grandpa's car keys. I I don't think it's that. I do think like for some reason I have this feeling that like their team is it's not like deteriorating. Like I still think the team like cares. I don't. You don't? I I do. I, I mean, they, they say they do. I'm sure the senior guys do. But do you think the the freshmen and the sophomores and the guys are practicing as hard now that they're four and four? I I I mean, I it's pretty hard to say that anyone would practice harder if they're eight and zero or four. They're obviously not practicing as hard if they go four and four. But I still believe like he can run a program in that aspect. But when it comes to Saturdays right now, it's this. When it comes to Saturdays and when it comes to Wednesday through Friday. They're not coaching guys up anymore. They're not developing guys, and that's the biggest problem. I don't know what they do in this offseason, but I, I, I'm finally to the point where I was like, I just don't – I if you really want the best outlook for next season, which they're not going to be very good anyway since they lose a lot of pieces, and I don't know who you start at quarterback next year, but I think you got to go in a new direction. If that And it sucks to say that it has to be like this, but – He's the one who created these expectations. There yeah. was already speculation preseason about he would retire about it, him retiring, about this being his last season. Do you think he would just step away, or do you think he would retire? I don't. I because I have a hard time. Ne- they'll never fire him, which they shouldn't. He doesn't deserve that. I have a hard time believing that he will retire with this being the lasting season that he goes out with. I, Unless they win out this year, which it's not going to happen. It, yeah, it looks bleaker and bleaker every single day, every single week that they play football or whatever they do on yeah. the field. I, I have a hard time believing that that's the, the level that Mark D'Antonio will leave this program at. I I believe that too because I do believe he's a very prideful person. I'm not – he's a fantastic – you look back at what he did at Michigan State, it's unprecedented and probably will never be done again. Like for where Michigan State was in the Big Ten, to get them to the playoff, to win a Rose Bowl is – but the way they did it too, winning eleven games in each of those, it's it's pretty freaking impressive. I don't, I'm not gonna forget like that didn't happen. But at this point, if he's not gonna make changes, he's a part of the problem. I I agree with that. And a famous D'Antonio line is, "Pride comes before the fall." Yep. And you said he's a very prideful person, and I I I, I, I think it's safe to say the the program has fallen. Yes, it has, and. I, last thing I'm going to say, I never wanted this. I still don't want this. If there's a scenario where D'Antonio comes back next year and they somehow win like nine and go nine and three with a really young team and like he makes adjustments and stuff, I would love that. But I just don't see that. It's not objective to think that anymore. And it's preposterous to even have that thought. And it's not okay to. And the people who say, I see a lot of people on Twitter is like, well, this is what we were before D'Antonio. Like, you can't, like, you can hold him to that standard. You can hold him to that standard. If you want to praise him for all the greatness he's done, you've got to be able to praise him for the fact that the last three out of four years have been horrible and disappointing. So I, 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 we're, we're going to move on from Michigan State, but at, at this point, I, I don't know where they go next year because they're not going to be good. No, they're not going to be a good football team next year. Um, um, yeah, my, I don't know. My vote for quarterback is Theo Day. Right now, if if I had if I had to say if there's a quarterback that's going to be out there day one, it should be Theo Day. Uh, the guy I think it will be will probably be Rocky Lombardi, but I think it should be Theo Day. I've heard what's his name, Peyton Thorn. Is Peyton, that 
Peyton Been Thorne's redshirting this year, and he could be a guy. He already has a little bit of connection with uh, Jaden Reed, the transfer from yes. Western Michigan. Who will they be both, a big player. They both went to the same high school, so they have some connections. But so I, I've heard see good things about him. It. I've yeah. heard good things about him. And uh, a new quarterback, Noah Kim, just committed today as well. Yes. So there's, a, there's another name into the ring. So I, I, I don't know what they do in that year. And they have probably one of the tougher schedules and probably their best home schedule they'll ever have at Michigan State. They play Miami, Michigan, and Ohio State at home. That'll be pretty disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I know. Love tough. the confidence. I like balance. I like Miami. That yeah. might not be a bad game. I know Miami's not that good either. So uh, right. I'll whatever. tell you what, I envy whoever gets to travel to Miami in two years. Oh yeah, that won't be I us. I envy that whoever won't be goes us. there. Yeah. Trent, that is pretty cool. Trent Bally, maybe. Trent, yeah. yeah, just say Trent Bally. Nathan Stearns oh. hitting up Miami Beach. And I, I, want, I want to see Nathan Stearns in South Beach. I want that like That's Spartans on the street video yeah. so bad. That's Stearns. Stearns would just be like, I'm going to stay in a hotel and just watch these football games because he just loves sports so much. That's why I love Stearns. But I can't like. It's at this point, it's hard to talk about Michigan State. That's not already been said. So let's move on to actually a good programs in the Big Ten. Ohio State absolutely just. Proved Wisconsin not that good, I guess. Yeah, that was, I was like, what? When yeah. I saw that score, I didn't get to watch the game because I was at the MSU game. And man, I, I just didn't understand. I thought I Wisconsin mean, was going to put up a better fight than that. I did too. Their defense was not as sharp as they I thought they would be. And I, I that's the thing about Wisconsin. They get your like hopes up. I know, I know probably everyone follows Bidcat, but he's like, the thing about Wisconsin sports. Is they get you all your hopes up, thinking they're going to be able to like get over the hump, and they just never do. So that they're basically in stuck in like ten and two, nine and three purgatory. But Ohio State is going to win the Big Ten. I, I don't, I have no doubt in my mind they're going to beat Penn State and they're going to go to the Big Ten championship and beat whoever comes from the West. I, yeah, I don't think it's even going to be. I, I I don't see what situation unless Penn State is that Penn State game on the road or is that home? It's at home. It's at yeah. Then there's the no shoe. chance they lose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, come on, whatever. But ne- another game, the Big Ten, Iowa won twenty to nothing against Northwestern. So Iowa, so <laughs> Iowa, so Big Ten. Ugh, just completely. And then that's stand- Illinois. Shout out to Lovey. They're gonna win. They're gonna win six games this year. I I don't know where he saved his job. I mean, he was gonna have a job if he they. I think like won five games, but they're gonna beat Rutgers this week. And they're going to beat Northwestern in the last game of the year. They're going to get to six wins, which is a pretty impressive feat for where they were after they lost to Eastern Michigan. I know this was a little bit ago, but do you consider, because people are now looking at because they might win six games now, Illinois, do you think that Wisconsin game could really be considered like a completely program-shifting win yes. for yes. Illinois? Yes, and I think that they're, they're – the thing about was Illinois is like just wait till next year. Everyone keeps on saying it because they have a bunch of transfers coming in next year. I think they have like three or four guys from USC – Coming to Illinois, and they have a real. I think they have a really good dual threat quarterback recruit coming in too. So Illinois is kind of on the rise, but Purdue looked pretty stinky. I, I I'm still excited about Purdue's future, but they didn't look very good against Illinois. Indiana, sneakiest sits and two team nine wins. ever. Ever they might honestly. nine win Indiana nine win Indiana. That's, that's what it is. That was the saying. I couldn't they, remember the other day. They got to be either Michigan or Penn State, right? They haven't played Penn State yet, so yeah. They got to beat either one It'll of those. Be tough. Michael Penance has got to get healthy. He didn't play against Nebraska, but the Brad Staff Ross. I'm getting nervous. I'm st- I like. I'm like. Can we figure it out? 
They played Christian McCaffrey's brother, though, this week. Did you see that? Did you see the black jerseys they wore? Yeah. Gross. Yeah, Did I you like them? Wasn't no. a fan. I didn't like him either. They try and like figure out the black shirts and try and make it into an alternate, and it never works well, it out. Lo- it looked like they were wearing their normal, you know, red and white jerseys, and then they just like the the screen was black and white. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Yeah, it's like you you unplugged one of the AV cables when you're playing NCAA. That's <laughs> what it looked like in Nebraska on Saturday. Yeah, and then uh, Rutgers. The only game that had less people in the stands in Spartan Stadium was the Rutgers Liberty game. They won forty four to thirty four. Shout out to Rutgers. And biggest surprise, I did not see this. Michigan absolutely rolled Notre Dame. That game shouldn't have even been that close, forty five to fourteen, because a couple lucky calls Notre Dame got. Michigan was just flat out better. They looked dominant along the front. This Michigan team is very that second half of that Penn State. Game has changed this Michigan team. Did Michigan look flat out better, or did Notre Dame just look flat out worse? That I, that's the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I, no, because I think Notre Dame lost this game hard. They looked, yeah, but they Michigan dominated them. It was never, yeah. I'm not sure how good Notre Dame is. I remember during the the Nebraska, I was I mean, very the, high on them. the Notre Dame Georgia game. I remember I said I think this might say more about Georgia than it does Notre Dame, and so far. I think that's the sentiment I'm going with, but man, that was that was a rough showing by Brian Kelly. It was a wet game. It was pretty, yeah, not quite monsoon. I don't weather. get it. It was pretty close. I don't but, get yeah. why people are like losing their mind about Brian Kelly right now. They have one lot like they went to the playoff last year. Can everyone settle down? I don't get that. That's like, what I was about to talk about. Well, because well, Brian Kelly, like he's whatever. He'll stay in Notre Dame. I don't get why people would be talking about him. But that they team that got smoked by Clemson. You think about that. Think about how much they lost from that roster coming into this year. Yeah. Is it really surprising that they aren't as good as people thought? Like, because people yeah. were like, oh, Notre Dame, but they were had trouble with Louisville. Yeah. In yeah. Louisville, that, a little bit, not the whole game, but a little bit at first. I think because that Notre Dame defense last year was just unbelievable. Well, yeah. They had Dexter Williams on the offensive end. They, they were a little bit more explosive. I, I would agree with that. You lose a lot of crucial pieces alongside that defense, but I, I don't, Notre Dame is an every other year team. And if you don't believe that, just. Well, the you thing don't is, watch college Auburn. football. The thing is like with Auburn, Notre Dame. Basically. Yeah, well, the thing in with the thing is with Notre Dame. It seems like every year they play a team that's even remotely like good on the road. They, they just lose. get yeah. completely destroyed. They can't play on the road. No, it's like yeah. I mean, you, you think about some of the best Notre Dame teams in the last ten years. The way their season ends is they just get blown out by somebody. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, I don't know what to say about that. I I do think Michigan will give Ohio State a game. I do think Michigan will pull Michigan State's pants down in the big house in a couple weeks. Mich- Michigan State people think that game might be competitive. I don't. I, I don't. I don't see a way it is if Michigan State keeps playing the way they are. Because guess what? Penn State's not a whole lot better than Michigan. You can make a case that Penn- Michigan should have won that game, but I, 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 they they've definitely turned a corner somewhere. I don't know if ten and two is like. I don't think nine and three is a successful season. But I think the way if they play like prideful all the way out, I think well they con- won beating Notre Dame and beating Michigan State. I think is good enough for some Michigan. Considering fans. how high expectations were coming into the season, I mean, I saw multiple people people predict Michigan State to go undefeated. Michigan or Mi- Michigan? Sorry, not yeah. Michigan State. And uh, I think this is kind of a lost season for Michigan fans. I or if it isn't, I think it should be. I think the expectations should be a little higher in year five, but. 
in the grand scheme of things. I don't think they hate it. I, I, yeah, in the grand scheme bad. of things, it's a successful year. It's, if they beat Ohio State, it's a very successful. It's a year. very successful. If they year. go ten and two and beat Ohio State, that's a very very good year. Because they, I, they wouldn't be able to get to the Big Ten unless Ohio. Yeah, they there's like there's no shot they're going in Indianapolis this year. No, they they need Penn State to lose two, and they need Ohio State to lose two, which is not going to happen at this point in the season. But I, I mean, Michigan's a better team than they were about two weeks ago. So I, I have a pipe, account that to coaching. I have a pipe dream. What? Uh, I don't know if you knew this, but there's a chance for snow tomorrow. I heard that. There's a chance for snow Saturday. I know the game's a couple weeks away, but is there a chance we get snow at the big house for Michigan, Michigan State? It is the latest this game's been in like 30 years or something like that. Uh, I, I would love that. That would Honestly, be it'd be fitting. That would it be would be bananas. It'll probably rain. It. It'll probably be trash weather because yeah, I feel like that team's always. It'll be thirty degrees and freezing Actually, rain. It's the, other it. than the last time they played the big house. It's usually nice at the big house, and then when they play in East Lansing, it's usually just like a windy mess or it's disgusting every year. I don't remember the one year Michigan State won by like thirty. The sp- Joe Bolden spike in Spartan Stadium grass game. That was the only nice game I remember at Spartan Stadium. The that, last, that like, was 10 such years. a. Oh my god, that move! Tony so Lippett had like three. So dumb. He had like three sixty-yard like bat shoulder like catches for yeah, touchdowns. It, it was ridiculous. Yeah, whatever. We move on. Maryland sucks, and I'm an idiot for thinking they would even come close to covering against Minnesota, fifty-two to fourteen. Minneapolis sets up an undefeated showdown in two weeks. I I'm very excited to see what happens. I don't think Minnesota's going to win this game. It would be awesome if they do though. If they win this team, they basically stamp their ticket to Indianapolis. Yeah, I if M- Minnesota somehow finds a way to win this game and go to the Big Ten championship game, I I will have to buy some Golden Gopher gear. <laughs> like I I'll have to do it. I what's it called? I don't know who they play between once they play Wisconsin at the end of the year. Do they still have to play Illinois and Purdue? I think it's not maybe Iowa. Yeah, they play Iowa on the road. They Ooh, just, that's tough. Yes, Iowa on the road that's, will be. That well, smells like a that, lockdown. Yeah, I feel like that could be the game that's like, they might be able to pull it off at home against a couple of teams, but Iowa might be the one. I, yeah. I, that would be cool if Minnesota got to the Big Ten Championship game. How random would that they be? They would lose by 50 N- nobody, to Ohio State. Nobody would have predicted it, but okay. Everybody was picking the, Nebraska to no, win still, the Big no, Ten. No. I know, but everybody predicted Northwestern to lose by 50 last year, and it was yeah. a relatively close game. I, I vaguely remember somebody picked Minnesota to win the East, or the West, sorry. There was someone I. I mean, I talked. I said Nebraska, so I'm no, no, sh- not not of us. Somebody. Oh, I no, no. The guy, this the, I think it's like Alan Trier, who's a Big Ten, yeah. Big Ten Network reporter. He goes sneaky, uh, like wildcard pick. Watch out for Minnesota, the wind uh, west. I I remember yeah. I talked about Minnesota a little bit. I thought they could be like a nine to eight win team. I think that's probably still what they are, but we'll see. They have one of the easier schedules I've ever seen, so it's hard to judge them until they play Penn State. I hope they win. I truly hope they win. Truly hope they win. And let's move on to my second favorite segment we do every week, SRZ Player Awards. First, we got the SRZ Sam McGuffey Offensive Player of the Week. Shout out to the greatest high school mixtape of all time, Sam McGuffey, just absolutely jumping over everyone. And that great YouTube video, just kept on going, McGuffey! Does anyone remember that? No? No. I know what you're talking about. I'm pretty it. sure I know what you're talking about. It was like about. a Michigan – it was pretty funny. I, just, I, I enjoyed it. I just remember him being one of the biggest disappointments in Michigan football history. Okay, I wonder what that – that team stunk. There was not – It was, was a really be... bad team, but, the like, everybody expected him to be 
I don't even know, like the second coming of Jesus, and he I, transferred. I don't think I don't remember that like that, but whatever. But Sam Duffy Player of the Week for me, Aaron Jones from the Green Bay Packers. I hate this guy's guts so much. I was down. I was up 50 points, and he had Rodgers and Jones. I lost by 30. And I had Tevin Coleman. I don't like talking about fantasy, but it just it fired me up when he got that little flip pass to score a touchdown. And then final drive, I'm like, okay, I have 10 points to give. I'll be fine. Aaron Jones, 10-yard carry. Nets play, swing pass, Aaron Jones, 65-yard touchdown. Shout out to Aaron Jones. He's very, very good at football, did, but I hate his guts. Did not expect an NFL pick. Yeah. And at least for the offensive defensive players. Sometimes for the for the frame of the week, but Yeah. That was a that was a curveball. Yes. It this is also because I don't remember a lot of college football this weekend. I'll we'll say that. That's fair. Uh my SRZ Sam McGuffey offensive player of the week is Skylar Thompson, the quarterback for Kansas State. Four rushing touchdowns against Oklahoma. Didn't have a passing touchdown, but still very effective and very impressive in his victory over the Sooners. Skyler is such a name that would play quarterback at Kansas State. It, it's such 100%, a name. 100% Skyler Thompson, is. yeah, that's such a perfect name. Joe, do you have one? Um, Whoever was playing quarterback at Washington State. Okay. I think, what's his name, Jordan? Yeah, that'd be Anthony Gordon. So, Anthony no, Gordon, yeah. I did not have one. Yeah, so, An- yeah. Anthony Gordon went 32 of 50, 406 yards and three touchdowns. Joe, we're just going to skip you till the pick them. How about that? Hey, okay, hey. <laughs> maybe I got a frame of the week. Okay, you got a frame of the week? Okay, we'll skip you on the defense. But the SRC... Whoa, 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 Wait, whoa. did you go? No, not I thought yet. you just did. I no, tuned, I went, I went I tuned you out. Uh, my SRZ... Uh, what's the guy's name? I just Sam McGuffey. Sam McGuffey, <laughs> offensive player of the week. From the same game as Joe's, uh, it's Oregon running back C.J. Verdell, 23 carries, 257 yards for three touchdowns. That's a monster performance. I felt horrific on Saturday, so I went to bed at like 9. I woke up at 2.30 in the morning or whatever it was. First of all, I see my roommate just watching TV. I'm like, what is going on? Why are you still up? And then uh, I see the Oregon game is still on TV. I was like, oh, I'll watch the final 30 seconds. Oh, Oregon won. It's pretty cool. By two. Barely. 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 But we move in. Finally, sorry I, I cut you off there. To the SRC, Michael Huff, defensive player of the week. We'll we'll start off with we'll start off with Alex McCray. Uh my SRZ Michael Huff defensive player of the week is former North Carolina quarterback, current North Carolina linebacker, Chaz Surratt. Great name. Had twelve tackles, a sack, and an interception against Duke. Very, very impressive performance by converted quarterback good 20 to 7 17 win for uh north carolina i think they wore their dark blue jerseys too which are better than their baby blue jerseys hot take dark blue baby blue is such a strong color combination yeah but they never wear them i don't know why they don't it's they're so sick looks so good it looks so good so good well me and aiden have the same guy i'll let you go first though yeah uh srz michael huff defensive player of the week i think for the entire nation uh is chase young who He's a balled out again, of course, against Wisconsin. Six tackles, four sacks. You read that right, four sacks, uh, and five tackles for loss, I think. That's just, what is happening? I Chase Young is not a human being. People are like Ohio State's DBU. It's DNU now. Those two Boza, Bozas are top t- five DNs in the NFL they, right now. They were AFC and NFC Defensive Player of the Week this week. And, Cha- and Chase Young's probably going to be the first pick in the draft. He's an absolute stud. If if you're the Miami Dolphins, do you just say they got a forget couple? It? They probably should pitch Chase Young. I think they will. You think Josh Rosen's good enough to 
No, Nick, it's not even that. They have a couple picks in this draft, and the quarterback class is solid. Really deep. deep. It's Jordan, really deep. Jordan so, Love. Okay, I want. Okay, that. Utah State. <laughs> He's not gonna be it. a first round pick, but whatever. I could see them doing like Jade Fromm or something. Like I think Ooh. they have. I think they have a pick. Wherever the Steelers will be, it'll the, be in like the ten, the twelve range, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Do you have a defense player of the week? I do. Diego Fago. Good name. What did he do this week? Do you have any idea or no? In the win against Tulane, he plays for Navy, linebacker. He had eight total tackles, one sack, one tackle for loss, and an interception. Nice. And a touchdown. And, yeah, and a, it was a pick six. I want to give you guys a visual. Joe doesn't. Joe's computer died, which happens. That happens to me almost every week when I do Motown Rundown. He's looking hunched over at Aiden, not Aiden's, Alex's computer, so I think Alex gave him this pick. Is that correct? Actually, no, it's not. <laughs> I, I think it's, Alex was about to say you, you did, but whatever. Hey, whatever. Hey, yeah, we're wherever you get keeping it, it moving. And and in the most prestigious award in the SRZ Awards, SRZ Joey Ellis Memorial Powerhouse Frame of the Week. I'm gonna start, Coach O. Him after the game going to the Auburn defensive lineman. Go, I love you guys. I love you. I not first round pick, first round pick. It was awesome. I it was such like a southern coach thing. He's like, I love you guys. Like even though you didn't go to LSU, I still love you since I recruited you like four years ago. And it was that, awesome. And that Cajun draw, it was it's hard awesome. to understand him. You but you could just yeah. feel the love. No coming idea from what he's saying. And he like gave him hugs. I was like, ah, oh, what a good guy. I love Coach O, but go Tigers. Who's next? I'll, I'll go. My SRZ Joey Ellis Memorial Powerhouse Frame of the Week is Liverpool forward Divock Origi today in Liverpool's uh, This is the about... worst answer we've gotten ever. <laughs> It'll care about yeah. cup game match against Arsenal. So pretty big uh, big matchup between these two big clubs very early in the tournament. Divock Origi had a goal in the 62nd minute and then tied the game up in the 94th minute in in route to a Liverpool victory in penalties. Impressive, but I don't care. We'll, <laughs> wow. we, move, we move on. Wow. So my SRZ Joey Ellis Memorial Powerhouse Frame of the Week is a guy who isn't listed on Kansas's roster, but he's their long snapper. He's number 69, and nice. I don't know if you guys saw what happened against Texas Texas Tech. No, I so did not. what happened was Kansas was lining up to try to kick a game-winning field goal. It was about a 42-yard field goal, correct? And You're asking no one who watched okay, this game. Okay, the, the kick got blocked, right? <laughs> yes. And Texas Tech tries to return it. Texas Tech fumbles the football. This long snapper recovers it, moving the ball forward to set up a 32-yard field goal for Kansas to win the game with two seconds to go. Tough. It was an awesome play. Awesome That's play. Awesome. We move on to Joe Dandron. It's You know what? Who's like the I fat said, coach this week? Andy Reid. <laughs> love it. Okay, good pick. Andy Reid. Marion Brand. How about Freddie Kitchens, man? Oh my God! No. <laughs> we're not even gonna get Are into that. Are we doing that. this? Are we doing no, this we're not right doing now? That. No. Are uh, we doing it? No. no. Fire him! Fire him! Fire Matt Nagy yesterday. Okay. Fire Matt Nagy three weeks ago. We're not talking about that. Freddie Kitchens, fire him! Fire him! Fire him! Fire him! Fire him! Fire him out of a cannon. We got some fired in, up NFL in, fans here into today. the yes. sun. That's that's a great transition because Michigan State's not playing this week, so we figured we'd go down the Lions rabbit hole and maybe get a. NFL pitch. Actually, Joe, Joe, I want you to give me your thoughts about the Browns right now. Oh, uh, we if you uh, were listening to the Green and White Report this past week, I probably gave maybe the most cold take of all time. So the Browns are going to beat the Patriots twenty-eight to ten in oh, Foxborough. Jesus, and 
Is this not connected? Oh my god. Shout out to me for thinking this is connected to the USB. I had the music all queued up. I thought it was going to be real fancy. Not even connected to the place that you play it in this. Do you guys hear it now? Yes. And okay, a little NFL music this week. Oh, man. And I will say this. What a cold take that it was. It was awful. It was awful. It was awful. It was awful. I turned on the game. I actually was working yes. at the time. And I turned on the game. And I then turned it back off. I mean, that Joe. was it. Hey, how's your boy Baker Mayfield doing, huh? Oh, hey, man. Six touchdowns, 12 interceptions, a couple of fumbles, too. They've been recovered by the other team. A lot of turnovers. No one cares. Still Let's, the savior. Okay, give give us the rundown of the pick last week because I already know I had a horrible week. Oh, we're, wait, wait, we're just skipping everything yeah. that happened in the Big Ten. Or it's happening in the Big Ten this yeah, week. Yeah, I mean, do you want me to talk about Michigan playing Maryland at noon? PU. Do I want to watch Nebraska go to West Lafayette? No thanks. Illinois goes to Rutgers. No thanks. Indiana faces Northwestern. I don't want to watch Northwestern play another football game this year. That's why I moved on and did it for time reasons. They all, right. all stink this week in the Big Ten. All right. Uh, last week on the Pick'em, wow, we did horrible. It was a rough week. This might have been our worst overall week. So big loser was Nathan Stearns. First goose egg. He went oh, <laughs> <laughs> and 7 on the Pick'em last week. That is unbelievable. Next big loser, me, Collins, and Eric all went one and six. Jeez. Let's go. My, my, wild card, my wild card pick is maybe the worst wild card pick of the year. I don't know. I had Cal covering 21 and a half, and they couldn't do it. Uh, and then Alex McRae, you went three and four. And Joe Dandron, four and three, is now the leader this of is, the SOZ pick. What, 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 what position am I in now? You are, uh, you're in third now, Alex. Unless uh, we're counting... Uh, Based on winning percentage, then Eric will be ahead of you. But w total wins, you're in third place now. Now we're back it. to the college football music. To start the pick'em, we got an NFL game. The Oakland Raiders laying two points against the Detroit Lions in the stupid 405 time slot that they do in the NFL on CBS. I'll start off. I love the Raiders this week as a Lions fan. Derek Carr's in the shred up the secondary. They can't get to the they can't rush the passer. I like the Raiders. I think they have weapons on offense that could present major issues for the Lions linebacking court, especially Darren Waller. I, I agree with you. I think Josh Jacobs is going to run all over this Lions defense. I think Tyrell Williams is a guy you really need to look at. He's caught a touchdown in every single game he's played in thus far this season. Yep. Derek Carr's looking really good. Matthew Stafford, I think, is still going to ball out. But I think top five quarterback in the league right now. Yeah, I th I think the Lions lose 26-17. Okay, I've got to see those Tyrell Williams stats, but I'm definitely going to go with the Lions on this one. Okay, you're going to take the Lions two point underdog. Would it Aiden Hunt, the resident Chicago Bears fan, who's can't muster up any tates about the Bears right now because I think you'd break every microphone in the building. I yeah. But, uh, what what are your what's your take on the Lions this week against the Raiders? So as a, a Chicago Bears fan. My one of my favorite things about living in Michigan oh. is watching Lions fans That's go through so the roller mean. coaster of our team's gonna be so good this year and then heartbreak at some point in the year. It's really funny for me. How has that been this year as a Bears fan? Oh, uh, it's the only thing I can kind of look forward yeah, to. Yeah, how was like, that Eddie Panero kick? Huh? Oh, was okay. oh that, I'm not saying the Bears are better <laughs> by no means. I did make a bet with my roommate though. He thinks the Lions gonna go two and zero against the Bears. And so I said they're I at least going to go one and one. How much you put down on that? If Eddie Pinero's still I'm, kicking, I'm, maybe. I'm not he gonna, hasn't been bad this year. I'm not going to discuss. Yeah, you don't need to do that. Gambling on the show. Um, yeah. Man, 
<laughs> I love to pick against the Lions because it's so much fun. But I'm going to have a little bit of faith in the Lions this week. Okay. So I'm going to pick the Lions to at least cover. I think they're going to lose by one. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. Bet, Can't yeah. have faith. I, 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 let's move on because I'm, I'm sick and tired of the Lions. They're the most nothing team ever. They're about to go 8-7-1 and one again, not make the playoffs, and just have me wrapped up in hope next year because Matthew Stafford's been fantastic. Let's move on to college football. First game, Thursday, 8 o'clock on ESPN. Number 12, Baylor hosts West Virginia. West Virginia's bad this year. Baylor's laying 18 and a half. I'll start it off. I like Baylor here. They're, I, I like their quarterback, Corey Brewer. Not Corey Brewer. What am I saying? <laughs> it's something Brewer. He's good. I like him. He's a guy from Lake Travis. Guy who succeeded uh, Baker Mayfield. Charlie Brewer. Char- Charlie Brewer. Close enough. I like him. I love Matt Rule as a coach. I think he's done the best job in college football in recent memory. This program was dead about two or three years ago once he got there. It's pretty impressive to see what they're doing. I like Baylor. Yeah, you know, I'm looking at this West Virginia schedule here, and I wanted to pick them to cover, but oh my God, they're horrible. It is bad. They're I got to I gotta pick Baylor. And they thought Austin Kendall would be good. He has not been good for them. You know what? Hey, I was, you know, strangely enough, born in West Virginia. Give me the Mountaineers. Okay. okay. I, I just knew Joe. As soon as he hears you two taking Baylor, I was like, he's gonna take West Virginia, 100. That's a smart move. I. I'm looking at this game. I think Denzel Mims has 200-plus yards receiving. I don't know why. I just like him to absolutely burn this Mountaineer secondary, and I like Baylor to cover. Okay, okay. I see that. I I don't know. I've probably already talked about this. I love what Baylor did with their uniforms going back to, like, yellow. They're nice. I like them a lot. I think that's what changes programs when you commit to a jersey, and they did. We move on to the best game and most exciting game of the week. The largest cocktail party, is it in the world or like America? I don't know what it's called. It's a stupid name. It's, it's way it's too long. It's the Florida-Georgia line game. Yeah, but yeah. Florida and Georgia in Jacksonville, Florida. 3.30 kick on CBS. Florida number six in the country. Georgia number eight. Florida getting six points. I don't really get this, but we're going to start off with Aiden Hunt. Neutral site for this game? <laughs> Bad. I hate it. No, it's great. I love it. Not a fan. They've been doing it forever, so yeah, I like they, it. It's what they do I'm, every year. I'm not a big neutral site fan. Why, dude? I don't I don't know. I don't like it. I like the neutral site. I like site. home and home. Home and home just seems right to me. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I do get that. I really I like Georgia in this game to win. I think it's by a field goal though. I think Florida covers six points. That just seems like a little bit too many for this game. But I, I like the Bulldogs to win though, but I'll 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 take the Gators to cover. Joe Dandron. Last time I bet against Florida, it worked out for me. So, hey, Georgia. Okay. You know, my roommate is resident Georgia Bulldogs fan, and he says that this game won't be close. Either way, either Florida wins big, Georgia wins big. And I don't you know see what? that at all. In the memory of Matthew Stafford's Georgia career, I'm going with the Bulldogs. I, I, I love Florida this week. I think Florida wins this week. I know I know this is a perfect game for Georgia to bounce back and prove they're the class of the SEC East. I just think Dan Mullen right now is a better coach than Kirby Smart, and that pains me because I love Kirby Smart. I love his little floppy hair over the visor. Love everything about Kirby Smart. I, I, I just like Florida this year. There's something off about this Georgia team. I don't know what it is. Next game we got FS1 330 kick. The battle for the Mayflower State. Is that is that's right? The Mayflower State's Kansas, right? 
No? I think it is. Who cares? No one knows what the Kansas State whatever flower is. But hey, Kansas getting six and a half points in Lawrence at home with less miles after the biggest one in Kansas State under their new head coach. Give me the Jayhawks. I love them this week. Love them. I got to agree with you 100%. Kansas has played a bunch of good teams really close recently. I think if they don't win this game, they will at least cover the six and a half points that I see right now. I'm yes. picking the Jayhawks. Oh, no, 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 no. You just pick against us, No, bro. I'm just saying. I don't care if Les Miles is the coach. Whatever. Akeem Tlaib's not on this team. Kansas okay. State. Okay. So I, I agree with Joe. I mean, Kansas State can't beat Oklahoma by seven one week. And then lose. That's exactly what they're going to do to Kansas. State. That's what college football. No is. Way. That's the most Can't Kansas happen. State thing you've ever seen, though, isn't it? It's the most college. It football would be, thing. yeah. But that's no, how I, college football works. I'll I'll take the Wildcats to win and to cover. Okay, okay. I love Kansas State's jerseys. I love the color purple. So, it is what it is. Another team with the color purple in their uniforms, the Washington Huskies, host the number nine Utah Utes. Four o'clock kick on Fox. Washington getting three and a half in Seattle. I'm going to tell you, I like Washington money line here. I, I, I really do like Utah's quarterback, Tyrone Williams. Is that That's his name, right? I believe so. I, I, and what I, We've I, asked this question like eight times this year, and we still don't know. Yeah, whatever. I mean, what I, I just don't think Utah's that good. Their defense is very good. I just don't think their offense will do enough. And I think Jacob Eason has one of those days this where he proves that he's a first-round talent, and this will be a game he'll get to show to NFL scouts on tape because this is a, an elite defense in Utah. I like Washington to win this game. Who's next? Do I, I'll go with Hunt. Come on. I have yet to go with Utah so far this season, and I think they've burned me every single time. Okay. So I'll take the Utes to cover just because I've bet against them before, and they have just proved me wrong time and time again. So give me Utah. Okay. You know what? I like what you said about Jacob Eason. I think playing in Washington is going to, you know, make a difference. Yes. Huskies. Okay. You know, this Washington team is a different team at home. They've only lost one time this year, and that was to a last-second win against California. They lost to Oregon, too, at home. Yeah, well, they, they still played very well. I'm no, sorry. no, 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 they yeah, didn't. no. That, yeah. That's what I'm. That's who I'm going for here. They play really well. I think they play this Utah team really tight. I think Utah pulls it out late, but give me the Huskies. Okay, okay. Big And college game day at an unfamiliar site in Memphis, Tennessee at the Liberty Bowl. Number 24, Memphis, hosts number 15, SMU, and the Pony Express. 730 kick on ABC. Memphis lane six points, and I'll tell you, I love Memphis this week. This is a game, I, I really hope SMU wins this game, but if I'm thinking with my head instead of my heart, Memphis is gonna blow out SMU here. And I this might be the first game I've ever watched Memphis play that the Liberty Bowl might be full, like ever, because that place never gets full. It's actually kind of a cool stadium. I, I like Memphis this week. They'll probably be wearing some of those cool Cincinnati Bengal helmets. So I like Memphis. Joe Dandron. Hey. I bet on MSU last time. I, I, Give me the Pony SMU? Express. You Give like me SMU? SMU? Okay. Number I don't hate it. I in the country. I want to bet on them, but I if I'm thinking with my head over my heart, I love Statement Memphis. Win. It, I love Memphis here. You know, I'm looking at the schedule. 
Memphis plays well at home. But you know what I'm betting against them this week? Gimme the fight in Shane Bouchelles. I love Mike Norvell, Memphis's coach too. Very good coach. Yeah, Shane Bouchelles is balling out this year. Yeah, I know he plays good. he plays for SMU, he plays in the American Conference, but the dude is having a year. I like him to go into Memphis and have a good game. I'll take the Pony Express to at least cover six. I love how I said the Pony Express, but I think that's like only clarified for the Eric Dickerson, Fred James, but like I, SMU I team. Oh though. yeah, it but it's still, very say, much is. Yeah, but I, I don't care. I'll say it whenever I want. Well, whatever. We move on to the wild card section of the program, and I'm not going to start first because I don't deserve to start first. It's the pick I gave out last week was horrific. We'll start with Alex McCray. You know, I'll go first with this one. It's an interesting game. It's a late game. I'm picking Hawaii to cover. Their two-point spread against Fresno State at home. On the Big Island. Okay. I don't hate that. Go ahead. I love Fresno's helmets, though. All right. So, you know, big Luke Fickle guy over here. Okay. Okay. So, Cincinnati is favored by 24, but I'm going to pick East Carolina to cover minus 24. They're going to cover 24 points against The Pirates. Okay. That's an interesting pick. I don't hate it. That's very random. We move on to Aiden Hunt. I, I know we were talking about this game before we started recording. I don't know what it is, but I just I, I hate USC against Oregon. Okay. I mean, it's a five point spread. I think Oregon It's may- down to it's down to four and a half. I have it at five I'll take it. It doesn't matter. It'll be four or four or five, sorry. Oh, excuse I'll, me. I'll take it at four and a half. I, I got no problem doing that, so I don't so I don't have to, you know, yeah, have so the danger you. of a push. Um yeah, I think Oregon wins this game by thirty five. Wow, I don't think I wow. don't see that at all. Thirty-five. I I wow. actually I actually kind of like USC in this spot. I wouldn't bet it. I would lean it, but USC has athletes like all over that offense, and they make big plays. And I get Oregon's very physical on the defensive end. I'm just saying, watch out for USC this week. I don't hate their backup quarterback either. And uh, thirty-five yeah. might be a stretch, but I like them. Yes. Win. Okay. I'm going to move away from the Big Ten middle-tier games where I just bet them every week, and I think I'm going to get them right, and I get them wrong almost exclusively. Exclusively. I had the one Illinois-Wisconsin cover. And other than that, I have stunk it up big time. Like, absolutely big time. So I'm going to move away from that, and I'm going to head to the Pat 12. And I like the UCLA Bruins this week. Love them. They've kind of turned a corner. They're 3-5 and five now after starting 1-5. and five. I-, I love Chip Kelly. They're laying six and a half at home against Colorado. I know the Rose Bowl isn't a home field advantage of any sort. I like their quarterback in DTR, whatever, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. He's very talented. I, I like this UCLA team to make a late surge to get to six wins. Better, oh, God. I, it was so, I had it, and then I got way too aggressive with the fade out. Shorter show than usual, but, uh feels good doesn't it almost yeah, almost nice. being close to an hour i know that made hunt happy i mean yeah, we're keeping it pretty uh pretty well uh was t- concise timely yeah yes we i'm got, usually we got game untimely. seven of the world series on right now yeah that's another part of the Can we get a equation. score update it's, yeah it's currently one nothing astros this that this means nothing to the people listening <laughs> yeah but yeah because they already know by this point who won the world series can we talk about that whole why people like were still freaking out about that call after the Nationals won that game is something I will never understand. Because it, it you know, almost thank God that who no, was that hit the home run after that yeah, just kind of made down. the call completely obsolete and not 
you I, know, a part of the outcome. I was so, like, I was, like, it was, like, two hours after game, and I was doing a paper, so I was up late, and people were still talking about it. I'm like, you just won 7-2, to two, and you're about to play in Game 7 of the World Series and matchers are starting on the mound. Can you relax? Like, I, I don't need to hear it. You won the game. So settle down. That pissed me off. Also, like, Joel Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns got in a fight. And they oh, were both saw that. ejected. And apparently Ben Simmons put Carl Anthony Towns in a headlock. That, that is the NBA I need, we I need love to, watch, to see. That's to watch, the NBA we love to see. That doesn't surprise me. I need to watch that video right now. Carl Anthony Towns dressing up as the Joker was the most terrifying thing I've ever seen in my entire life. He looked I don't also, another pet peeve. It's Halloween. This will be dropping on Halloween. Oh, a little update. Oh, Joel Embiid. I would never fight Joel Embiid because oh, he's no. de- he's like seven three. Oh man, he's a unit. He's huge. Absolutely massive. But also Halloween, if you dress up as the Joker, I'm not a friend of yours. <laughs> I, I just don't get it. Why? Why do you have to dress up as the Joker? There's only one thing worse. What? It's people dressing up as Pennywise. That, yeah, well, those people are, are just, like, fear to be around them, and I'm, like, scared of them, like, actually. The Joker, you're just, like, the most basic person ever. And at the same time... It's a lot of effort, too. That's my point. If you're spending an hour and a half to put that makeup on your face, I can't trust you and I can't be in the same room as you because that is crazy. Insanity. It's crazy. It's crazy. No one no one should take college Halloween that serious. If I see a guy at Landshark on Thursday night with a Pennywise or w- with someone's face painted, I will leave the establishment and never come back to Michigan. Because that is, I just can't take it. Can't take it. I'm not going to the land chart, but I was just, just letting an example. How old is the the threshold or the the cutoff for you're no longer allowed to dress scary, but you're just making Halloween the joke that it is. You, like dress up as something funny, dress up as something that middle people, school, middle school. I like that. That's a good cutoff because yeah. you want, once you're in the sixth grade, you got the like people chirping. You you, you got to be the funny guy. It, it always pays to be the funny guy or like. If you're going to go scary, actually, no, you can never go scary. It doesn't have to be funny, but it has to be good. Like, you know what I mean? If you're going to, like, do something like you're a grape, but it's a really good, like, grape costume. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't really what know are you going you as, have what, you, what, are, what are you guys doing for Halloween as? I'm not going for anything anymore. Wow. I think my Halloween costume days are done. Why? I believe I'm... That I'm is <laughs> such a loser thing to say. Why? I, it's it's a lot of effort. It's a lot of money. I don't like just trying to piece together crappy costumes. It's, it's always always the so construction gonna, worker. Mm-hmm. Always. Is every that, single time. So you're going to be a construction worker? That's what I go every year. I also hate those. I have a friend who does that every year. I'm like, dude, really? But I, also, I, I don't even have great Halloween costumes. Mine back in the day, shout out to my mom, Anne-Marie, made me some fire ones. I was Mountain Dew. I was peanut butter and jelly. I was a solo Luigi before they made Luigi costumes. It's pretty weird, but... Great costume. I was the Lucky Charms leprechaun one year. How was it? <laughs> oh, it was unbelievable. That's a great costume. It was an awesome costume. What are you doing for us, Halloween? I don't know yet. I, I'm thinking maybe Mall Cop. Paul? Okay. Paul Blart, yeah. Might, might shave the beard for No Shave November. Keep the ooh, mustache for ooh. the night. Okay, don't hate it. I know the viewers can't see. I do have a beard. I, yeah. I haven't I haven't shaved my face since June. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I've trimmed it, kept it nice and clean, but I, I never have a, a clean shaven face. I'll, Alex McFerris had a great I'll mustache tell you what. right now. <laughs> Thank you. In one uh, one year in high school, I dressed up as you, you'll love this, Aiden. Uh, Steve Bartman. Yes, that was that was a good. Costume. That's a good costume. That I feel like time. that. If you have glasses like Alex McCray does, that plays. Yeah. That's a, that plays very like easily. Shout out to the Chicago Cubs for thinking it's all right to like reach out to that guy now. 
They're like, it's all right since he won- we won the World Series. No, it's not all right that you ruined a guy's life. I wasn't the, it wasn't the Cubs. It was Cubs fans. The Cubs didn't help. Moises no. Alou did not help. I'm just saying. A yeah. lot of things did not, yeah. That, that's a big reason why I'm not a big Cubs guy. I, that's, I don't really care about that, but I'm just saying. Them trying to like invite him back was the most asinine thing I've ever seen. But I'm going to go as Air Taylor, Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights, because my brother had the costume, and I was like, you know what? I feel like people like Air Taylor. I like Air Taylor a lot, so I figured, why not? Good pick. Good, Good. pick. I got to get the sunglasses, though, and the little croquis. Because no high school football coach in Texas has his sunglasses not on his chest. They're always on his chest. You know what I'm talking about? It's that the little like band? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great show. You have croquis? Wow. Alex McCray just pulled those out of his backpack that and was handed wild. them to Ryan Collins. <laughs> I was shocked. <laughs> that was unbelievable. These were just thrown across that the, was, thrown across the uh, desk. That I, was great I, radio. <laughs> I believe I may have left my sunglasses in an Uber, so I don't think I have a use for that anymore. Okay. Thank they, you. They were in my lawn. Yeah. Sh- <laughs> shout out to Alex McCray. But uh, thanks again for listening to SRZ. No MSU football game this week, but... Next couple of weeks, we're definitely going to keep on having coverage. I don't know why I say definitely because we are having coverage <laughs> the next couple of weeks. But uh, keep active because we got other sports going on in Michigan State. we got other great people covering other sports. What were you going to say? I'm going to say anything. Okay. The slate from college football games this weekend is Stink. not great. They're horrible. we got Florida-Georgia. That might be it. Yeah. SMU-Memphis will be fun if, it, if it's a good game. I don't know. I, I, this is like the one week a year in college football. There's always one of these Like when you get to this part of the season where it just sucks. And you're waiting for the next week. And we're all waiting for Bama LSU. Shout out to the people who st- scheduled Illinois MSU during Bama 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 LSU. That makes me so mad. The real fans are waiting for Penn State, Minnesota. Yes. That's at noon. That's a noon kick on ABC. I, I I really am upset I won't be able to watch that entire game. I know that does suck. Whatever. Whatever. Good show today, boys. Thank you guys for listening again for Ryan Collins, Alex McCray, Joe Dandron, Aiden Hunt. Follow us on Twitter at WDBM Impact Sports. Is that what it is, Joe? At WDBM Sports. Okay, yeah. So follow us there. We kind of have problems with our Apple podcast, so if you want an easier way to listen to us, that's usually a generally a better idea to like find the podcast. But uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, we hope to he- see you guys here next week.